His name's Bison. And I've tracked him through 11 major cities on four continents and never come close, not once. This guy walks through the raindrops. Hi guys, welcome to Midnight Movie Night, where we discuss some of the most enjoyably bad movies of all time. I'm your host, Kevin Heisinger. Join with me all the way from Sacramento. It's your second time being on. Got a real-life pretend psychic on this show tonight. It is Heather Rogue. Hello, everyone. It is me, Heather Rogue. I am here uh, co-hosting this. Yeah, I'm just the guest. <laughs> Give me the co-host for this episode. Please. There were supposed to be more guests, um, but someone had to die of COVID. Womp womp. So we had to. <laughs> I'm sorry. They don't. They won't know what to talk about. It's okay. So people, what's crazy and what's even crazier is that. Oh, I'm sorry. You had your death, and then I hit up another comedian. And then that dude, one of his family members died of COVID. I'm like, damn, this is real. <laughs> yeah, two guests had wow. deaths in the family. And I'm like, you know what? That's no fucking excuse. Well, like, I, I mean, got- <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, yeah, my husband died of COVID yesterday. I'm still here. Like, yeah, I don't- like <laughs> on his fucking deathbed, you were watching the movie on your iPhone. You told me. I was like, I have to watch <laughs> this for the thing. I'm sorry your last moments are spent this way, but. Like, don't you understand the following I will get? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> over for you. It's just starting for me. This is, but. yeah, exactly. This is clickbait heaven, right? Because <laughs> as soon as you see that we're doing Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li, you, yeah. you click Oh, you will click that shit and you will download and don't forget to like and subscribe. But this is, and I watched, I rented this movie on Netflix DVD because I live in 2004 and I, uh, I watched the Unleashed and Unrated edition, which wasn't, there wasn't much at all. I don't know what the theatrical was, but there was no, there were no titties, there were no F-bombs and there, it wasn't that gory. There's only like two gory scenes in the whole movie and they both just have to do with like the main villain abusing women. Yeah, that was, oh, I think maybe that they added in where you think he's punching a punching bag and then it was a woman. I was like, what the fuck? That was out of left field. Like you broke my heart. And I, again, cause like we'll get into, I wasn't really paying attention to the film. But I was like, who is he beating up? Like, who was that? That was... That was Cantana, who is, by the way, a lesbian in this uh, film. Yeah. And she, she broke his heart. Oh, that was the girl at the club. That, that's right. That's the girl uh, at the club. Gave too much information to yeah, our but, protagonist, Chun Li. Chun Li hit on her. And the reason we oh. hit on her is because Chun Li noticed that she was a lesbian because she was checking out girls in the club. And that's and that whole scene was because there's so many like most of this movie's boring, but they're like three, maybe four parts where I was just dying. I was like, what the fuck is happening? I mean, right after that, like, okay, so all my lesbian hookups end up in sparring matches in the bathroom. So I (laughs) lead them on just to smash their face into a bathroom stall and just so rude, right? So it was very abrasive and out of again out of left field. Maybe that was part well no because you well you watched the PG 13 one. No, I'm pretty sure I watched I don't know which version I watched because I did not spend $4.99 to rent this fucking movie because (laughs) way too much. I was Uh, like maybe if it was 99 cents, sure. How are you charging five dollars to watch this this movie one time <laughs> it's it's too much it really and you know i'm only paying so much for this monthly netflix dvd i really should stop but there's only the only reason i still do netflix dvd is for the podcast because there's like three maybe four movies that you can't get anywhere else like yeah. the garbage pail kids movie which spoilers coming up but I mean, I just so it's so funny because like right off the bat, you know, you see this girl, the opening scene, it's like the Golden Gate Bridge for 30 seconds. Like, <laughs> Can we stop there for just a second? My father was a very important businessman. What like, did he do? <laughs> I, I don't know what he did. <laughs> and her whole thing is like, I want to be a pianist. He's like, okay, like, well, life doesn't really turn out the way you want it to. And it's like, but everything changed once we moved to tokyo but it 
this is another thing where it's like, okay, she wants to be a penis. This is where everything changed. But then her dad gets kidnapped. So you're like, okay, yeah. everything's going to change now, right? <laughs> and then flash forward to the future and she's a concert pianist. And then her <laughs> mom dies. And then she's Big like, change. okay, I'm going to do some shit now. I just love how they- And her mom doesn't even get killed by the bad guy. She just dies of cancer, you know? Yeah. And then- and the funniest part, because the lead girl in this movie played by Kristen Krug, which I don't know, did you ever watch Smallville at all? The really no. bad Superman show? Oh, uh, yeah, because she was in that, and I used to have such a fat crush on her. But even then, Smallville was such a bad show, and the characters, the actors, they couldn't really act. So it was funny to see her in this, and like, kind of solidify, like, yeah, this is it. Because she in this movie did kind of make it for me because her emotions both her parents die in this movie and she's kind of like oh (laughs) she could she cannot emote anything she's not charismatic she's not interesting she's just that soft-spoken the entire fucking movie and i didn't think she was very tough either i mean she was okay she actually did some training for this movie but I mean, I guess you, it's really easy to win a fight when you're being carried by wires all the time. And it kind of gives you an advantage to <laughs> every single fight scene. Everyone just jumps 10 feet in the fucking air and does all these flips. I'm like, that's not, this fucking video game movie is not very realistic. But Yeah, who, who would have thought? But you're right. She's like very petite, which Chun Li is not. Chun Li is built yeah. like a linebacker, you know? Yeah. Like, and I will say, I'll admit, I'm not too familiar with the arcade game, I was more of a Mortal Kombat guy growing up, but I did like Street Fighter. But again, so getting into like video game movies, at least video games, you know, like Super Mario Bros. or like Doom, there's a plot and they could base it off that. But how the fuck, how do you make a movie off an arcade game of two people just punching each other? Like, how do you make a whole origin story about shooting Lee? Well, they did it before, you know, like they had that, other street fighter movie which they did which was fucking insane and at least that one knew that it was hammering it knew it what up. it was exactly yeah, this, it one, was... I, this one has this crazy thing going on where the production value is not bad I'll, yeah, I'll, say, was... I'll say it's not bad it has its its flaws like it it, it definitely was over ambitious it was trying to be transformers and yeah. it didn't have the expensive lenses and shit like that. That's something that I learned just today by watching uh, Dan Olson folding ideas. Talk about talk about this movie on YouTube. So check out folding ideas if you want to hear like an in depth analysis on this Love movie. It. It's failure, you know. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is like the there's like this wide shot that everything's done in, and it's like there's all these fast moving shots and everything, but then there's like no substance to it and it's yeah it makes it it makes it weird that like a movie that could be this good on one level could be so just so bad on another yeah and that's yeah i think that's because the script and we'll get into the actors in this film really did not elevate this movie if anything and just made it worse because some of the fighting wasn't too bad like i was watching a specials on the, on the special features on the DVD and they did training every day and they would do all sorts of tucks and rolls and punches, but I noticed there were no acting classes. So it was just yeah. not and so much. The thing, I was kind of checking out during these fight scenes, like during <laughs> all of the scenes. I mean, watching this movie was like trying to read a book after the invention of cell phones. Like I just yeah. kept checking out and realizing that I'm staring at this movie. I'm not like looking elsewhere, but I have no idea what just happened for like the last 10 minutes. Yeah, did the same thing. It's kind of like the newer Star Wars where you have these fight scenes that are just way too choreographed to be realistic. And it's just not, there's no passion behind it. It's just like kick, 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 flip, flip. It's as opposed to actually trying to beat the shit out of someone, you know, actually it's supposed to, I mean, there's so many mugging scenes and then the, and the third time someone gets mugged, she's like, God damn it. <laughs> I really need to do something about this. And she beats the shit. I mean, the first two I thought were when she goes to Bangkok and it's broad daylight and that dude's just robbing her in the middle and she just looks across just, damn it. Like, someone should really stop them. But I just love, 
middle of that even secret like just leave your cash just like holding her at gunpoint but yeah i mean is the art of wushu like is that a real thing is that a real type of karate i don't know <laughs> i was thinking about that i don't but you know they tried and that whole i will say that opening scene i was hoping because it opens on a funny fight scene because her dad who's a businessman gets attacked very important. that's very important he moves around a lot but it doesn't matter because home is where the family is but he gets attacked by michael clark duncan and they have this in giant fight scene and i was like okay i'm in like this is so ridiculous and over the top and they're like <laughs> he's like throwing them all across the room and then finally three other ninjas come in they're like oh shit because <laughs> like, it's not working so he tries to kick the shit out of him but it just doesn't work out and we're introduced to our bad guy and this dude is just that guy like you see him like oh it's that fucking guy from what was it like minority report and every time you see his face, it's just that fucking guy. But yeah, I, wasn't that great? He was he was kind of he was kind of a pedophile, a little bit. I, I mean, he was like so just such a fucking like a like almost like a like a pin that you put in order to put a real character there later. Like he was <laughs> such a just cardboard cutout of a villain you know what i mean yeah like, it was like a like, stand-in yeah just, but the actual actor never showed up he was just <laughs> like the actual character never showed up by the way wushu is real oh, hell um, yeah. it's the correct term for all chinese martial arts Fuck therefore yeah. kung fu and wushu were originally the same yeah well that's good i'm glad that at least that was realistic but and then <laughs> again going back to this, this budget was they had 18 million dollars to make this movie so that's and, a real small budget and that's why yeah. i say it's like a little bit over ambitious with the cinematography right and, and, and for a lot of other choices that they <laughs> made but what's i thought the funniest thing about it is even worldwide the total gross even over in japan and china it was only 12 million worldwide like it was still very low budget and still just bombs so hard even overseas which i thought was funny at least sometimes overseas it does well but i mean i guess they didn't think it's good either it's just not a very good movie chris klein just couldn't couldn't pull it off i guess chris fucking klein and i feel like because watching this as an enjoyably bad movie he really was the saving grace because he really just oh my god and yeah he doesn't just chew the scenery he deep throats the scene like he goes <laughs> at it you know and, and he knows what movie he's in he plays it he's the saving grace you're right like he makes it a decent bad movie whereas everything else about the movie like super real hard to pay attention to but yeah, when but... he enters the scene and the funny thing is the irony of it is that his character is completely useless to the story <laughs> Like it doesn't do anything. Nothing. <laughs> he's always just at he's at the crime scene. The crime has already happened, and the cops always show up right after him. He's just there. Just, Damn it. His character exists because they couldn't make Chun Li Interpol, which she's supposed to be. And they and I don't know why they couldn't make Chun Li Interpol. This is another issue that I like. It, it's so frustrating watching this movie because it takes thirty minutes to start, like the movie. <laughs> And the first 30 minutes is just trying to get Chun Li into the movie, like into the story. And they yeah. have to do all these contrived things to do it because they wanted her to be a pianist for some reason instead <laughs> of what the video game character actually is. And then they had to invent these this like buddy cop duo to go and solve the mystery when <laughs> it could have just that. been her the whole time being a fucking <laughs> Interpol agent. And, it, it just... never like stops frustrating me because of like like the first mugging that happens is like the way that she gets to find the first clue about the order of the web or whatever they're called. <laughs> it's like if she was just a fucking detective for Interpol, then she could have been looking for clues. It could have been her character motivation. She could have been an agent in her own story. And instead she just like happens she has to just happen upon these clues in order to just keep pulling her into the story because yeah. because they didn't I don't know why. I don't know why. This is the this is the hardest thing for me to answer. Be, besides all of the other flaws in this movie that we could talk about, 
why can't she just be a fucking cop? Like, in, like why do they sense. have to make so much extra shit to just confuse you and like take like just ah uh, convolute this mess of a movie that could have been a simple fucking like it would have grossed 18 million globally if she had been a cop. This is what I'm saying. It would have made it. Kind of get the budget back. And I do think, because she gets that whole, she has her piano recital, which by the way, she was not playing the piano. And the way, <laughs> uh, I just love the way she was moving her shoulders. Just like, this looks real, right? This looks legit. And with an $18 million budget, they couldn't afford an audience. <laughs> which I thought just looking, I mean, I couldn't really tell, but like there was no one out there. And you would think, but that was just her whole thing. But they spent all of their all of their budget on wide shot montages of the Golden Gate Bridge and Hong Kong. That's <laughs> yeah. The they did film on location in Bangkok, so I will say that probably did go a lot to their budget, and you know, the rest of it to Chris Klein. But oh, and Michael Clark Duncan, who's in this movie, <laughs> poor guy. Yeah, no, and he's 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 great in this movie. Can I yeah. speak about? He plays Balrog. He and he does a terrific job. Um, he's got the body for it. He's he's, he, he's exactly who you would cast as Balrog, and then they cast that person. So the he, only other person you would cast as Balrog is Bing Rames, and he was busy not making <laughs> dumb decisions like being in this movie. And, you know, it's kind of a bummer because he doesn't really have that much screen time. He wasn't, he's, he has a really big opening, and then you just kind of, pops up once in a while but he I mean, shoots an rpg near the end he's just like yeah. <laughs> he does do that but we gotta play because i want to go back to chris klein playing a cop i do have this video has gone viral on youtube and here's just i just want to play a little here's a little montage of some of the one-liners that he had in this movie i love this job call me nash new year's come early yeah last supper and he serves them their own heads. You just inherited a big problem. Get used to it. Your new roommates spent the last three years of my life chasing around an organization called Shadow Those bodies piled up in the harbor. They were the heads of the ruling crime families of Bangkok, correct? Uh-huh, right? And now they're all dead except for one. Shadow What a funny... <laughs> he... Oh my God! He come his first intro. He comes in and he sees the girl on the dirt bike or a motorcycle, and he just goes, "I, lo I love this job." Why? <laughs> Walking in off. Oh my God! He's never seen a woman before. And why? Why is this guy stationed in Bangkok? What is he doing there? Also, how often does he get to stare at like? A attractive woman that like on his job right it's like 99 percent like all right someone stole a bank statement go track them down and like look through their fucking bank statements to see where they stole like right it's like probably mostly bureaucratic he sees one nice <laughs> ass and he's like this is the job for me <laughs> this is the case no he just never had never seen a woman up until that point and because i mean Chris Klein, like he was in American Pie and he plays kind of like the lovable jock with a heart. He's the really sensitive guy. I mean, Chris Klein himself, he's a big dude. But when you see him in interviews and stuff, he's just kind of a goober. Like he's a total dork. And he's super, he's kind of like Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, where there's these really big dudes, but they're super nerdy and they're not tough. They're just kind of, they're just dorky. So, and because when he was in American Pie, it worked. And when he was in election, it worked. But everything else he's been in has just been shit because he can't act. Like, I don't, did you ever see there was an audition for Mamma Mia that he did that got leaked? That was no. viral. Uh, oh, it was, uh, you got it's so he. Um, I feel so bad because they fucking leaked it. But he was auditioning for Mamma Mia back in two thousand eight, and he does a song and like sings an ABBA song with like a live piano and just fucking sucks. And it's so, I you just see him dying inside as he's singing. Just like, damn, this was, this was a bad idea. So that came out 2008. This movie came out like the year after. And so it was just a bad, 
decision after the next. But no one saw this. But I'm trying to get more people to see this because it's just his performance alone, I will say, is worth watching. Because it is. I will Nash. say that it's worth it. If if you fast forward through the rest of the movie and just watch the Chris Klein scenes, you'll get what there really is to get out of this movie. I would also <laughs> watch that lesbian fight scene just for Yeah, those those Chris all of Chris Klein's parts and that lesbian fight scene. And I will even say almost Kristen Kruk's acting in this movie is worth it. Almost, but it's just but it's not, boring. It's, I don't know. To me, so here's the thing is like last the last movie you and I reviewed was American Werewolf in Paris. Correct. And the acting isn't great in that either, but the the it's watchable. It doesn't put you to sleep. It's not like so what like it's like it's like this weird contrast between really bad and like an actual good actor coming together. Yeah. And, it makes this like entertaining thing. Whereas whenever Kristen Crook is doing a scene, I wanted to stop existing. Like, <laughs> I like, did zone. Yeah, I did zone out quite a bit. I did. <laughs> I mean, especially what's his face that trains do her. ASMR. Like she would be really good at it. You know, she would be. Oh, people forget. I mean, because I used to have a whole stand-up bit about Smallville and how this girl that was in that show is a leader of this sex cult, the Nick NXI. Right. Yeah. yeah the Nexium yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And... Lois Lane is a cult leader now. Ah, oh, God, that sucks. And what's funny, because people forgot, but Kristen Krupp was part of it too, but she left. But the other girl got more fire because she was kind of like the co-founder and was doing some she shady shit. She, but Kristen Krupp, she was part of it. They were branding women and fucking this one dude, and now they're in jail, yeah. so it's fine. But well, Nexium is like the darkest fucking shit, you know, I yeah. fucking got like, I, I, I fell down a Nexium rabbit hole one night learning about how, like, <clears throat> to me the darkest thing is just how they fucking hijack people's like will and like, yeah. and like, what's his name, Rainier? Something Rainier? Yeah, it was like David or something. I, I can't know. remember, I don't know, but his yeah. last name was Rainier, right? And just yeah, like the way like, he would use I don't know the way that he would like get into people's fucking psyche and like start fucking with them just through like asking them about their personal life and shit like that. It really creeped me out, especially like one ex Nexium member committed suicide. And in her suicide note, she said that like she'll never be the same and she's completely broken and like she can't, she'll never be herself again. She's like, uh, like ruined by this, by what this cult did to her brain to do her mind that's too bad you know it's not my favorite cult if i had to pick i would not pick nick's nick's film but probably heaven's gate because they all kill themselves or james i like the cults that kill themselves those are my fave if yeah I, if i had to rank them i like the cults that kill like kill other other people uh, you like the manson family they're like the <laughs> they, um, they were they're okay they had their moments they had, they had a, favorite cult. <laughs> they had a good book but I will say that. If I had to pick my favorite cult, I'd pick QAnon because that shit is like, <laughs> yeah. well, I'm just, I just want to know what happens next, you know? Yeah, I really, with, you know, this world, this political climate, I really have no idea. So I will say it is interesting. And I'm sitting here biting my nails. But <laughs> the guy, the guy that trains Kristen Kruk in this movie. Oh, was, again. Yeah, it was so again like they got somehow even a a worse actor like someone even more emotionless like this dude and <laughs> i love all of a sudden like you can't fight when you're angry like why are you so mad that's not how you fight and it's like why are you getting mad like because you're hurting me like no you're mad at yourself because <laughs> that's such a good such a good lesson like no like you can't fight someone when you're angry you have to be at one with yourself i guess why would you I agree. And you when I so? fight someone, the first thing I do is I stop and I look within. And I'm like, <laughs> what am I angry at on the inside right now? That's true. <laughs> yeah, just take some deep breaths. And that's when, because we just did Roadhouse. It's just like, you got to be nice until you can't be nice. And that's when <laughs> you're not nice anymore. And that's my fighting lessons. Is I know. 
No, I took like two karate classes in high school, but I feel like I'm on par with Kristen Krug in this movie. But I feel like I could take Kristen Krug, but that's just because she's very petite. She's you know? very small and very yeah. small. <laughs> but it's just the reveal that this dude uh, has superpowers was so nonchalant, <laughs> and they just he just does it. He just goes. <laughs> and he just whips out this giant Dragon Ball Z type shit and she just goes, oh, cool. <laughs> like, what the fuck? We have not established that this is a world. I mean, I guess we kind of did in the first scene, but not really because he was just kicking ass. Like, yeah. he was just really quick with, like, breaking the champagne bottle and he was just lighting shit on fire, like, actually doing it, with not with his mind. But, oh, the but reveal... there was some kind of weird shit going on. Like he was, he, there was a supernatural element that yeah. he was fighting that, that was evident, you know? Like you could yeah. tell he wasn't just, I mean, it kind of bordered like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, where you can't tell where the, where the supernatural aspect enters into they're just really good fighters, you know? But they're so good yeah. that they're like jumping onto roofs and shit like that. Like, yeah. It was kind of like that level, right? But then we get, when Gen comes along, suddenly yeah. they're making fireballs. They're making Kai yeah. bombs or whatever. And we haven't even established that she knows all about this stuff, but she just sees him do that and just goes, oh, cool. And like, we can do that? Oh, interesting. And it's yeah. her whole... And... Not that, I mean, I wouldn't, like, I honestly am glad because I didn't, I don't want them to waste time on, like, oh, there's magic, like, because the audience knows. Like, we know the, yeah. uh, the the characters should be surprised, but I don't personally care whether they're surprised or not because I don't, that's not why I'm, like, you know, it's like, oh, magic powers are a thing. Well, I knew that, you know? Yeah. It's fine. Get, it does make sense. But, and her dad. <laughs> as far as the flaws go in this movie. I'm <laughs> that wasn't the biggest that. one. I think, what is the biggest flaw? Just the, I would say the script. It's definitely, it's definitely the script. That's a <laughs> because that's the plot a, isn't bad. It's your average, you know, origin story. And you no, know, I think the plot is bad. I think the whole, <laughs> I think the whole planning of, but like everything from the storyboard, like 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 three act kind of outline to the actual dialogue. All of that is terrible. Like, there's no, yeah. I don't think there's a redeeming quality between that whole stretch of everything. You know what I mean? I'll say that. And the I character think... doesn't, doesn't change. Even if, like, even if Kristen Crook was a great actress, what would she have done with this Chun Li? This Chun Li who fucking is a pianist and then goes and becomes a homeless person for two weeks because it's said to do it in a scroll after I will, mom yeah. died. And I will say, being homeless and sleeping on the ground, she looks great the next day. She, for a homeless person, I will say she was still had her makeup and her hair done, everything. She was still showering at the YMCA. But well, I mean, I like I I was homeless for four years, and I gotta say, you know, once you figure your shit out, you you take care of that shit. Granted, she only she had no experience. She lived in a mansion, and then she like obviously she was a fucking trustafarian, and she was pulling money out and going to a hotel on the slot. Yeah, that's true. But and for some reason, that ancient scroll that she gets as a gift for doing her piano recital just gives her this all this advice. I need to. You know, I even wrote that down. She says, "I need to lose myself in the music." Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that was subtle but she did she lost herself why couldn't she have just been a cop <laughs> that would i would be Let's give you a scroll that came from nowhere and then like create this whole fucking weird thing for you to do when you could have just been a cop like that would have been after looking for your father the whole time i don't fucking know like shit the the pieces were there and then they just ignored them and then left them with nowhere to go and never fucking i don't know yeah i think it was because this movie is about an hour 35 and they just really needed that subplot with chris klein and the girl or else where else would this movie be you need three subplots to get this movie going so this and, is where i think dan olsen was correct folding ideas was that he he thought that they were really just trying to copy transformers and transformers has a buddy cop side plot so yeah. they were like well let's just do that again you know yeah, and they were, I did see some elements of some other movies in this one, but I mean, so the dad in this movie is still alive and he's living with the main dude 
the yeah. bad guy in his basement and they're just chilling and that whole part okay we find out you know he's still alive and they capture chun lee and they're like hey look it's your dad boom just kills him I'm like what the fuck and again like lana like Kristen crew she tried but both our parents died in this movie she just oh damn it you know just does not emote i mean she's crying a little bit she tried but even when she's crying and doing stuff i just don't buy it like this what's not and i will say that fight scene was really funny they like tie her up and hang her upside down and they start flinging her like a like a punching bag but then she flips and goes on top of it just kicks some serious ass i don't know how and then and she learned how to fight really quickly i will say she really channeled that wushu and it looked pretty the fight scenes looked well choreographed they were they were well done on that level like there were no stakes involved you don't know why they're fighting who they're fighting or give a fuck about them but they they were pretty (laughs) and i will say though we were talking about it earlier but i again my one of my favorite parts is when they go to the club and (laughs) chris klein and what's her face they're on the stakeout for no reason doesn't add to it at all and then and that's when apparently when she did that with her hair she was looking like the chun Li from the video game i guess it was supposed to be a thing her whole outfit but she still didn't look like her but when she spots that other girl oh and then we get a dance scene which they spot and that music was awful <laughs> every it was so but of course it's in english because you know they're in bangkok but <laughs> and so she she sees that girl so you said she was checking out other girls yeah that's so they they use the camera right to like look at other girls during the the scene and and um and then yeah chun li is noticing that cantana it's i keep thinking like is this a star wars restaurant or is this a character that i'm about to talk about (laughs) so cantana um Uh, not to be confused with the cantina um but Cantana is like looking at other girls and Chun-Li sees she's looking at other girls and realizes she's a lesbian because she's looking so then Chun-Li goes and hits on her because she was looking at other girls but the way she does it just spots her on the dance floor and they have the weirdest dance scene where they're just kind of like going shoulder to shoulder and it's kind of like kneeling up and down like you don't understand lesbian mating rituals but that's how it works <laughs> obviously <laughs> like they just kind of spot each other at the club <laughs> and just kind of circle each other i think you just circle times. each other like vultures <laughs> you you come in i mean that's there's a whole routine to it which most lesbians don't know either which is why most lesbians just you know stare at the at, at the person they like across the club <laughs> and then like look a- away and then do absolutely nothing. Yeah, um, you know, it's like, it's different in Bangkok. Like, this is the way they do it. But when, the, and I will say with this unrated and unleashed edition, I was hoping for something. Because I, again, I had such a fat crush on Kristen Krug back in the day. But we just get a fucking bathroom fight scene. I'm like, damn it. Which was still funny, but. It could have gone somewhere real nice, huh? It could have gone. Uh, it could have earned that unrated rating. Uh, <laughs> It really, there was, yeah, there was maybe a few shots of blood in this movie to guarantee the unrated, but nothing about it screamed unrated. It was still just a theatrical with, at least even even some tits would have been nice. But no, they just show, she slams her face into the bathroom stall and gets that info. Right into it, yeah. And like, I, I'd be wondering like, whoa, is this, is this, is this like what, what you like? Is, is this what we're doing now? Okay. <laughs> You know, I know my favorite word is anal queef. Let's go. There, <laughs> there were a lot of moments in this movie that could have been funny, but they're none of them. They didn't even really try. It was just unintentionally funny. I feel like there could have been some humor and spliced here and there. I mean, you got your average training story, and you got like your Mister Miyagi type, where just like you know one liners here and there. But no, it's just straightforward. Just I need to train you. You got to get the guy that killed your dad. Let's let's do it, and then they do it. <laughs> and they're just trying to take down this fucking ceo and they do it and it's like all right well let's go get dinner i guess <laughs> let's let's wrap this shit up yeah that's true huh there's not any jokes like 
for for trying to be a Transformers ripoff, they really didn't include any, they didn't have that tone. Like the tone was like way more serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really should not have been like it really needed to lighten the fuck up because yeah, like the uh, like the uh, OG Street Fighter, you know, they were just hamming it up like they had a budget for cocaine, which is what this movie needed. It needed it needed some energy. Give Kristen Krug all the cocaine. That girl is way too mellow. I feel like if Kristen Krug was on cocaine. She would completely go mute and just start plotting things. You know oh I mean? yeah, she would. She seems like one of those, just kind of sitting exactly. in the corner, like I did too much. This is a bad idea. <laughs> but uh, they tried some jokes though with Chris Klein when he goes up and he sees all those chopped off heads, like Last Supper, except he serves them their own heads. He was trying to do Girl, that well, old uh, David Caruso, and it was so weird because it tried to be self-contained right so it's like okay here's the chris klein movie and it's like a different fucking movie with a completely different tone and you're not and then yeah you're right like that they were trying to be funny but you're laughing at them trying to be funny not at what they're actually doing and just his line delivery like i was saying it seemed like Ace Ventura, if Ace Ventura was actually trying to be a cop, like a serious cop, it's just whole delivery and stuff, or almost, it even seems like Keanu Reeves trying to act, except Keanu Reeves at least somewhat, like, in the right role pulls it off. But like I said, because Chris Klein, he's just such a goober, and he's not a tough guy, so when he was acting like a tough guy, it just did not work out. Especially because when you see him in interviews, he just kind of, like, he talks very slowly, very whimsically, and it's just, there's something off. Well, and how how do you buy that with an American Pie actor? It's like, yeah. <laughs> like everyone has seen American Pie, that those characters are those people now. They're, they can't escape that and suddenly be some unknown. Like, that's what I feel like is like, maybe if I'd never seen him before, I would look at that character and be like, I don't know who this is. Sure. I mean, granted, no, because his delivery, you're right. It's like Ace Ventura is fuck. He's like dethroning the scenery, but. So bad. But I just feel like it was a mistake just casting him in the first place because. Yeah, this movie made a lot of mistakes. (laughs) But at the same time, is it really a mistake considering what movie this is, right? Like, it saves the whole movie, you know? It really does, because this YouTube video of just his lines has gone pretty viral, especially on Reddit. So it's it's really the only saving grace of this movie that makes it relevant, because this movie has been completely forgotten. And I forgot about it, too, until I saw this video. and like, oh, shit, I had to rent it. And then I rented it. And, you know, it's stupid. But I still think I had fun. I mean, today when I was watching it and I was sober, it was a little painful. And I will be honest, I was making dinner for most of it and I was not paying attention. But I will say that the last fight scene was bad. (laughs) I will say that for the movie. When it was like one-on-one with finally she goes up against that CEO and she finally learns how to do the fireball. I just love, so what's his face? Den or whatever gets his ass kicked but so he she's going back and forth with what's his face and she and he looks and goes you know what you must do and she conjures up this dragon ball z fireball and goes huh and shoves him off a ledge and goes oh wow you would think he'd be like impaled on something and it goes down but no he's fine he's just like on the ground just ow like, what the fuck you had this whole bill do you know what you have you have to have a huge gust of wind and it's going to knock him off a ledge, and it's not going to kill him. And it doesn't work. <laughs> she right. still has to do probably the craziest thing in the movie. Her whole move to kill the lead bad guy is, how do you even describe? Breaking the neck with the with the, with the weird, like, it's like a weird yeah. jiu-jitsu move that she does. Because yeah, she- his, his head is, is sitting over the ledge of the building. Yeah. Which I feel like is important because when someone is when someone's head is over the building and then their shoulders are on the building, you really just gotta sit on them and it's, yeah. like, it's gonna kill them. But yeah. she does this fucking like jujitsu pretzel move to twist his head all the way around and then <laughs> drops. Yeah, she jumps off a second story, lands on wait, 
but somehow was able to yeah put what was like her ankles on his neck and flips upside down and split and how does some exorcist type shit it was not well done. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> she kills a lot of people in this movie. Yeah, a lot of way. people die, and it's sad, and I miss them. But, you know, like, I miss her dad, and her mom's dead, and a lot of innocent people. But, you know, a lot of guilty people. And I feel like it evens itself out. Chris Klein didn't die, but like they really needed him for that Just sequel. Just to remind you that he didn't have any point in this movie, like yeah, literally. I think there were maybe three, maybe four times where he shows up when all the shit has happened. Oh, and we forgot because when they're at the dance floor, the cops burst into the bathroom stall. She busts out. All these cops have guns pointed at her, and she does a fucking head spin. And she spins her legs. Right. Oh my God. Angles on that too. That was so fake. So bad. And you don't even see any of them really get the guns knocked out or knocked out at all. She just does a dance move. And the cops get really scared. And everyone just sort of folds away. They just get scared because it was a good move. And like, oh shit, I want to fuck with her. And they just (laughs) I got served. I gotta go. (laughs) They just play dead because it was just too cool. And then then Chris Klein, and then yeah, yeah, Chris Klein shows up at that last second and points that gun at her, but she runs away really slowly. And he's just like, damn it! (laughs) Every time shoots his gun in the air, point break style. But yeah, no, and then, oh, they had that whole kind of weird relationship. I loved when he was pouring a glass of scotch, goes to drink it, and she comes in, like, sorry to interrupt, and he goes, what? And he's really slowly, oh, totally, yeah. not even startled at all, just, huh? And just drops his glass. You just remind, that was the weirdest fucking moment to me in the whole fucking movie of him just, like, casually <laughs> dropping his fucking glass. What? Not even... Like, that's how bad of an actor Chris Klein is. He can't even act surprised slightly <laughs> when someone broke into his house and comes up to him. He just, oh, and just drops it super nonchalantly well, well after she had talked to him. But exactly. Like, <laughs> the timing was like, terrible. He, it was like a beat. And then he, he drops <laughs> uh, Just to show. I mean, he's just good at playing the... He's just the dumb jock. He's not a badass. He's not a cop. Or a I just wonder, like, if that's what his issue was in that moment where he's, like, trying to act and he's like, okay, I'm a badass. This is what I do. But also, I'm surprised. But I'm still a badass. <laughs> Can't be too surprised. Just look how small she is. I'm fucking, I'm Detective Nash. Nash I out. I love this job. <laughs> he loves it. That was his first and last line they had to do it twice because it was just so and again the only reason i love that he's surrounded by all these rotting corpses that smell like shit but because he sees tits he's just like i love this job (laughs) oh my god he's such a fucking weirdo and they have just like this barely relationship they kept trying to put him in this movie like it has a whole thing with kristen turns out to be on her side for no reason and he lets her go at the end after he sees her commit murder for no reason. I don't really, there really wasn't much to it, but. Yeah, and you know, let's talk more about the villain while we're talking about reasons for doing things because he didn't have a reason. And yeah, you, what think was... there's a, you think there's gonna be a reason with his whole plot to like take over Bangkok and shit like that. And he's like buying up the slums or whatever. Um, and he's like killing people and kidnapping their families in order to do it, which seems a little excessive because I don't feel like it's that hard in society to like buy up a bunch of slums and develop them. But not so much. Then to explain his motivation, they have to talk about how he uh, traded all of the good. He traded his conscience or no, he put his conscience into a newborn baby. So oh, that whole scene was he that was hands, unrated. He shoves his hands into his pregnant baby mama. Yeah, that was nasty. And gives her a fucking uh, raw C-section with his hands. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Pretty much. Pulls the baby out. She's obviously dead. We don't care about her. Camera's not focused on her. We don't know <laughs> what happened. 
we don't know what happened. He's yeah. looking at the baby now and he's pouring his conscience into the baby so that he can become pure evil. Yeah, and he was already pretty evil. He like robbed that guy. <laughs> he already <laughs> just killed his baby mama in order to do this weird blood ritual. Yeah, that like was. I think that was part of the unrated unleashed cut because that was just so nasty and out of nowhere, and really did not fit with the PG thirteen aspect of it. I'm really. I hope the unrated movie made more money. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's just this is what I'm saying though was like. There are two bloody scenes, right? One is he's beating up Kantana while she's like chained yeah, up, which like by a, the way reminds me of a Serbian film. So that was really uh, yeah, I'm lucky to say I still have not seen that. I don't think don't. I plan. Yeah, it's not. Don't no, no, don't. Um, but it gave me flashbacks to that movie, so I was already uncomfortable. But then, yeah, the freaking raw dog c-section scene was just like so out of place like both yeah. of these things are so they're just like let's go let's let's like forget our rating just for two scenes and both of them are going to be violence against women just to make you hate the bad guy you know yeah it was it was primarily it was targeted towards women that was that was weird i just gotta note it i'm not saying i'm not trying to <laughs> you know i'm just saying it's it's weird it's and a sexist then, like, movie and then like, and then, okay, so so now he's pure evil, right? So he doesn't need a motivation anymore because he put his conscience in a baby. So every time he does something, it's because he's a bad guy, right? Like it right. completely removes any need for the antagonist to have a fucking purpose. And it in turn makes me not give a fuck. Like, I don't know what he's like, I don't know what he's doing that's so fucking special right because all he's doing is buying up slums and developing them and he's like, how dare he <laughs> he's like killing tons of fucking people to do it that like we're probably not that hard to persuade in the first place to like let him develop bangkok like i'm pretty sure they'd be on board with developing yeah i really don't i did really like that whole scene it was like cheers everybody and like oh yeah cheers cheers like you're all fired. <laughs> They're the what? And they just like either buy me or like I'm gonna buy you guys out. And they say no fucking way. And the way they edit this scene, all these dudes get up and then they just fade out. But the dude's still standing. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why was that? And then I even wrote down like, were they all just ghosts? Like, was he talking to himself? Yeah, but, right. but then no, That's they true. were at. They were at the bottom of the building, and what's his face with the mask? Oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about that mask guy. Yeah, he kills all of them. He's like, oh. Right. It was an odd editing choice. But he just wants to be in control of everything. I guess that's just his thing. It's not well written, but... And he wasn't intimidating. He was just a pedophile at the end of the day. He really kept doing that whole, like, ooh, like, they say not to, you know, mess with schoolgirls or, like... Oh, right. <laughs> so many schoolgirls. The way stuff. he says schoolgirls sticks out as extremely weird. It's very uncomfortable. And he keeps telling to get the schoolgirls. Like, I'm not a schoolgirl anymore. And that was the whole... He mentions it over and over again. Schoolgirl. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's, he like, was... obviously his king. He's super into that. It doesn't work out in the end. He gets it. He gets, he gets his head turned all the way around by yeah. a by a weird. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> but he yeah, no, I think he was curb stomped. Like that's what I would have done in that situation. I wouldn't have had to fall off the building as a result. I would have just <laughs> curb stomped him. It wouldn't. She really needed to do that whole gust of wind, or else what the fuck? Like you just, you're just gonna kill a guy with a well, like a sword? <laughs> Fuck's right. wrong with you? you gotta... And then why even train to learn the fireball move when it had like so like it, it mattered <laughs> like character development wise of like oh I understand the point now, <laughs> but yeah. then she still has to fucking break his neck right after <laughs> she had to do another move that we didn't learn how or anything it's all part of the training that's a i think and gen never days. taught her that because gen wasn't trying to teach her how to fucking murder tons and tons of people <laughs> yeah nah, another yet poorly written segment of this film but yeah no i think we pretty much covered everything i wanted to talk about i mean this is i don't would do i recommend this movie though is the no. big question yeah no well okay so yeah no like <laughs> don't spend money 
on this movie. Yeah. But if it's on, fast forward to the Chris Klein scenes. Yes. And if anything, watch the YouTube video. It's hard to say because... Yeah, just watch almost, the YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, but it almost made me enjoy it more when he would pop up because it would make it more exciting. But the stuff in between... If it was more of like that hamminess and just the if like that lesbian dance scene and like more stuff like that, I would fully recommend it. But I'm gonna have to say, yeah, not really. That was maybe, no. but you know, if you're bored one night and you know you want to watch something, just fast forward through most of it. And right, that's a, <laughs> it's not a good thing, right? Like when yeah. we when we did American Werewolf in Paris, the recommendation is like that was. Like, yeah, that's a fun good, one. That was enjoyably good, bad. bad. Yeah. This, this is, is a bad, bad movie. <laughs> with like a couple of moments that make it redeemable to talk about, but you can watch those moments on YouTube and not waste your time. Yeah. And I you can say. also watch Dan Olson uh, Folding Ideas YouTube thing about the legend of Chun-Li, which is like 25 minutes long, which is a third of the runtime of this movie. <clears throat> and you'll is. get basically everything you need to fucking know about this garbage in order to know that you never need to watch it <laughs> i will see yeah, i dive deep into why you shouldn't watch this movie <laughs> but yeah do you have anything you want to plug or promote while you're on here uh when is this airing it's a good question i don't have a really i'm gonna say sometime next month sometime next month <laughs> i can let's say two weeks from now if it airs um if it airs before valentine's day i'm doing a thing called cupid's rejects on uh february 14th right valentine's day that's it um that checks out right it's through uh fat man productions it's probably i think it's a zoom show but i don't know where he's uh or suit man productions fuck that one up it just rings in the head right fat man but no (laughs) productions um uh, uh Duante um is uh uh he's uh he's uh got me on this show called Cupid's Rejects and um there's and then February 12th I'm in the comedy test kitchen with which is Mark Masters show um and that's also you can that's I think that one streams I don't freaking know like I wish I could tell people where to find these shows <laughs> like I know where I know how I get on them but I don't um, look at his follow on your Instagram, like the real life pretend. Oh, cycle. right. Because I'll yeah. put all of the fucking calendar shit on there and you'll know yeah. exactly what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm like going through my calendar right now. OK, <laughs> you'll see the flyers there when the time comes. So I am at real life pretend psychic on Instagram. If you don't have an Instagram, um, I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> I don't I don't even know you. Like, what? I have a I Twitter, but I'm not going to show you guys. <laughs> no, I have a. I have a Twitter so I can look at maybe two accounts, but that's about it. But yeah, just I'll yeah, follow me at Kevin Heisinger. And it's also my Venmo if you're feeling crazy. But thanks for being on, Heather. I appreciate you. And thanks for watching this dumpster fire. Cheers. Give me a fix on the helicopter leaving my location. Nash out.